Hello and welcome. This is Amanda, the founder of Astrology Hub, and you're listening to Frank Answers with award-winning astrologer and author of Getting to the Heart of Your Chart, Frank Clifford. In this weekly show, Frank answers your most pressing questions about timing, so-called negative chart placements or transits, your relationships, and more. If you have a question you'd like considered for the show, please go to astrologyhub.com slash frankanswers and submit it today. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy Frank's empowering and validating astrological insights and guidance. Hi, everybody. I'm Frank Clifford and welcome to Frank Answers. In this session, I'm going to be answering uh, a question from, from Anna. And it's a common one in the sense that a lot of people come go to astrologers after they've had a neg- negative, depressing, or just fear-inducing consultation from another astrologer. And part of me is quite amazed, and I, I'm delighted that, uh, that people do still seek out astrologers after these bad experiences, because I imagine a lot of people think, well, that was horrendous, I'll never put myself in that situation again. But often what happens is that after a unhelpful or negative consultation, people speak to other people and realize that not everybody does it that way. So um, yes, so we look at Anna's question. In late 2020, so we're just talking six months ago here, Anna received an astrology reading that triggered a depressive reaction in her heart and soul. She asked if I can help reframe the Pluto season in a more empowering, co-creating way. She was told that over the next few years, she'd have five Pluto transits, maybe meaning five passes over a point, or maybe five Pluto transits. I'm not sure which that these Pluto transits really suck. This was said multiple times. Again, not very helpful words for anybody to hear that Pluto transits really suck. What that really does for me, it tells me more about the astrologer that you're seeing or the person that is purporting to be an astrologer or trying to understand that and their own narrow perception of life. And if we think Pluto really sucks, it's... Yes, it's a reflection of what we may have been through that we haven't been able to understand deeply or to process deeply. And this is why most astrologers should be in some sort of ongoing supervision or therapy or back and forth with other friends, who are other professionals, working, working with other professionals uh, to be able to keep, keep their astrology fertile and helpful otherwise it's just it feels like a stagnant pond of negativity or whatever's going on in that astrologer's life is not being processed well enough for them to be able to see and help clients productively so i'm really sorry you've had that situation anna so these pluto transits really suck according to this astrologer and there was no point in thinking about this (laughs) meaning you can't do anything about it and you've got to focus on neptune anyway because that's the big transit okay so this left anna with a residual feeling of dread or fear we're not surprised by that at all about what's coming with pluto without a sense of how to work with it exactly and and you know that what i try my best i don't always succeed but i try my best in to, um, to help people focus on that 
And um, Anna wants to know what she's being invited to learn uh, for her highest good and for her highest purpose. So she's wanting to be empowered by that Pluto. Now, in the chart, it's interesting because it might have been that the astrologer is looking at a transiting Pluto quincunx to the sun. It might be they're looking at a Pluto square to Neptune or even the Pluto opposition to Uranus. Could be any of those. Okay, it doesn't really matter which one it is. Uh, if it's framed badly, and if it fills you with fear and dread, and anxiety, or a sense of powerlessness, then there's nothing useful about that moment in consultation. Okay, so yes, Pluto is doing certain things in your chart over the next couple of years. It's always doing something in somebody's chart. And some people who've got, for example, lots of planets in the cardinal signs have had Pluto, you know, hit different parts of their chart since 20, 2008, 2009. Um, so some people really know what it's like to have a prolonged Pluto transit. The key always with Pluto, and I'll say this no doubt in many of these sessions, is to forget other people's projections of it. The deeper you go with Pluto, you'll realize, of course, that Pluto means riches. Pluto means digging deep, means unearthing. And if we shine a light onto that, what compelled us, controlled us, it's a bit like the idea of the only thing you have to fear is fear itself. Once you get over that, like the idea of feeling judged by somebody or shamed by somebody. Once it's happened, what else can, what else can happen? What else can hurt you? You know, there's something about, um, I have a client of mine who was publicly ridiculed for his beliefs many, many years ago. And it eliminated, a Pluto word, his fear of what other people thought of him. And how liberating is that? So with Pluto comes a sense of metamorphosis from powerlessness to being empowered. That's the first thing. The other thing it's telling me, in a way, is to be extra vigilant about who you let into your frame of reference or your um, morphic field, your psychic field. That Mars in Pisces, square to Mercury in your chart, says that other people's words, Mercury in Gemini, can sometimes influence you where you haven't got an outlet to process it, or you pick up on their negativity. Sometimes it's things people say, sometimes it might be things people allude to, or that they don't say. So part of your own process here is to tear up the negativity that you heard and say, that astrologer is unable to, to find something useful and empowering to say it. So I'm going to leave it with that astrologer. I'm going to look for other people, and particularly yourself, Anna, going to look for other people to help reframe that. And it really always ends up with you doing the reframing of it. it. I just totally understand how painful it is to go to someone and have them not be able to come up with something empowering or helpful. And this Mercury square Mars in your chart is probably a lot of residual anger from allowing yourself to be vulnerable and then somebody saying outrageous things or hurtful things or uninspired things. My feeling is that this has probably happened a lot it may not be with an astrologer, but it's happened where you've 
opened up yourself in a vulnerable position and people have just trodden on that vulnerability. Yeah? Because I trust that your question is not just a simple question about right now and what's happened recently, but it's a question that goes back deep to your sensitivity, your vulnerability. And what I want to say to you is that don't stop speaking, don't stop speaking up and speaking out. Be that Sagittarius Ascendant, be that Mercury in Gemini in the seventh, and be that Mars in Pisces. Be all of those things. Be as vulnerable as you need to be. Don't let other people's inability to say something positive affect your childlike need to converse with people and to still be learning and understanding from people. And I know you, you don't need me to tell you that because you're back here saying, how do I reframe it? So the Pluto transit could be, I don't know which one the astrologer was referring to. And as I say, it doesn't really matter. The key with Pluto always is to understand what we give to other people. And in a sense, that astrologer is playing Pluto right now, filling you with fear, dread, worry, feeling like, oh, there's nothing you can do about it. It just really sucks. <laughs> the, and the, the key always with Pluto is to come back to the, to the heart, to the center, shine a light on the fears, the things that that astrologer's really, that's really touched in you. It's not the stupidity of saying something that's uncreative, that's unhelpful. It's the fact that they probably triggered something in you that feels like, you know, whatever I do, whatever I try, I can't quite make it happen. Or it's going to suck. Or there's nothing I can do about it. Okay. So it's coming back perhaps to an early feeling of that Mars in Pisces, that icy the imum celli in Pisces that's being hit by Neptune at the moment of the sense of, well, what's the point anyway? And yet, of course, as a moon Saturn in Scorpio, you know the point is very deep. As a Sagittarius rising, you know that life is very meaningful. As a Mercury in Gemini in the seventh, you know that life is all about connecting with people, getting information, sharing and caring and connecting, all of those things. That's what your chart is about. So really, it comes back to what it's triggered in you. And life is meaningful. Life doesn't suck. There aren't things you just can't do anything about. There's always an opportunity to find meaning and purpose in everything. Neptune is giving you that example. It's also saying, let go, forgive. Forgive all the people that you invested energy into to try and help them or help them to help you and that they let you down, like this astrologer feels like they have done. Invite yourself with that Neptune transit to let go of some of that to have a ritual almost, um, light a candle, do a Neptunian thing, get some beautiful scent into the house and say goodbye to all of that. However, whatever ritual you want to use. With a Neptunian one, it's usually about aroma or about a sense of letting go. With Pluto, get an ax and chop down a, an old garden shed that you don't want anymore. Do some demolition work with Pluto. So either one would be useful at the moment because you're having the Pluto transits and you're having the Neptune on the, on the IC. So let go, forgive, release some of that. Gravitate towards the people that inspire you, 
gravitate towards the people that will empower you. Having a moon in Scorpio, you're going to be extra sensitive. It's an incredibly powerful moon. Moon in Scorpio conjunct Saturn, square Jupiter and Pluto. It's the sort of moon that can move mountains. But you've got to invest in your own belief system, not somebody else telling you you're going to have a year that sucks. And you'll notice I'm deliberately not telling you what sort of, not reframing the sort of year you might have, because I'm saying don't even invest in me to tell you that. Get back to what feels right for you. Get back, uh, uh, surround yourself with the people that, and the energy and the words that really inspire you and make the future yourself. This is really a, a very, very powerful corner of your chart that those multiple squares and conjunctions very powerful to say your belief in yourself can move mountains jupiter pluto but that moon can get stuck in he said she said there's no point anyway come out of that and make a difference yourself don't rely on me or anybody else to um, tell you what year you're going to have make it a powerful, empowering year, and make it a creative one. The chart is full of creativity. Write your story, learn more, teach more, reach out more for people. Hope that helps. Take care of yourself, and I'll see the rest of you very soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Frank Answers. If you'd like to submit your very own question, just go to astrologyhub.com slash frankanswers and fill out the form today. That's astrologyhub.com slash frankanswers. If you love what we do and would like to support our work, please subscribe to the podcast, give us some stars and leave us a review. It does so much to help us get quality astrology out to the world. And we appreciate any time you spend doing this. Thank you for listening in today. And as always, thank you for making astrology a part of your life.